playing the ukulele badly because this podcast is self-produced weird stuff has happened in the past and here i am to tell you about it i guess yeah i will yeah absurd real history hello and welcome to absurd real history the podcast where i find stories that i think are cool from the past and find equally cool people to tell them to Today, I am really excited to be joined by actress and writer Clara White. Hello, Clara. Oh, hello. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for having me. Of course. I'm very excited about today's topic. Uh, Also, I'm Saoirse Sinead. I am introducing myself at the start of the podcast because I've noticed that I don't, but I assume, you know, it's in the, it's in the title, it's on the cover, my name, but just in case. People should know who you are, seriously. People should know who I am, recognize this voice. Yeah, a woman that needs no mention. Exactly. Claire, do you have any country that has been like on your bucket list that you've either gone to or have wanted to go through to? Like when you were a kid, you're like, man, I'd love to go here. Yeah, for sure. Oh, that has to be New Zealand. It's just, yeah, it's so far away. (laughs) Is that what draws you to it? The fact that it's far away? I mean, no, no. I was actually very obsessed with Lord of the Rings growing up and I do uh, I do a kind of Lord of the Rings marathon every year where I'll sit down and watch the three films back to back so it's a it's a very nostalgic kind of reason for wanting to go because I believe Hobbiton is its own place now like they it's actually recognized as a place in New Zealand yeah. not just an attraction which is yeah they've rebuilt the set and it's a big expensive tourist thing but it's pretty cool yeah I'm so excited I will go someday uh did you ever watch Blue Peter when you were a kid I did I'm going I'm building up to something with this I promise <laughs> okay sure sure yes no I did I watched Blue Peter yeah no I did. did that's the kind of here's one I made earlier kind of show isn't it the, yeah the well I know nothing about Blue Peter but I watched one episode when I was a kid and it was on Iceland and I became obsessed and I just wanted to go to Iceland after that with like the horses and all the geothermal energy and I was just like I really want to go to Iceland. Amazing. Yeah, actually, I never thought about Iceland as an option because that, yeah, it looks pretty cool. I think what turned me off Iceland, though, is the fact that there's an active volcano, which I kind of was like, oh, okay, that kind of scared everyone for a while. Because if you remember <laughs> that, there was a big, like, yeah. cloud, like, yeah, pretty hardcore. There's loads of volcanoes all the time happening there. They're yeah. just kind of used to it. Yeah, they're just like, oh, whatever. <laughs> it's just another volcano eruption. It's the same old, same old. <laughs> Yeah. So when Wow Air finally made flights affordable, they've since gone under. You remember Wow Air? They were doing like cheap flights to America by stopping off in Iceland. Yes. I was like, I had to go to Iceland. A combination of cheaper flights now and a really cool music festival that was happening there. A pact I made with a stranger. I I went to Iceland a few years ago. Amazing. Yeah, it was amazing. Just one of those things. I was like, I'm going to do it. And I bucket list tick childhood me was ecstatic because uh, I sound so weird there's so crazy facts there but when I got there one thing that surprised me was Reykjavik the capital city I say city it's the capital city of the whole country and it's the same size as Dunleary oh <laughs> wow oh my god <laughs> yeah so it's a tiny tiny country the capital city was riddled with cats were like wild cats or people no cats? like adorable house cats with like little knitted collars just so oh many friendly cats oh my god I'd say you were in your element because I had always loved Iceland so it was just like this extra level of surprise where I was like 
why are these all these cute cats? You know, just imagine me wandering home drunk from a festival, picking up a three-legged cat that I'd become friends with and giving him a cuddle. Because that is something that happened to me. (laughs) Oh, my heart. It's just, oh, that fills me with so much joy because I feel like that country is now, like, officially made for you. Cats with native colors. (laughs) I mean, it's a little less cute when I found out that they, you know, culled the feral cats. Oh. <laughs> no trap. Yeah. Iceland's one of those. <laughs> it's quite a very dark country, but it's also still a lovely and perfect. Yeah. Oh my God, that took such a turn. <laughs> so they have these adorable cats with collars and they kill the other ones that don't have collars. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I only discovered that when I was researching this episode and I was just like, wow, um, that's kind of ruined things a bit. I mean, I suppose we can't talk. We call the deer in Phoenix Park, don't we? So we're, yeah, but they take up more room. Cats are only small, harmless little creatures, really. Mm. Uh, Yeah, then the feral ones, wildlife, I don't know. um, But cats are great, like, a noticeable amount of cats. We can't tell exactly how many there are, but it's estimated that one in 10 people, there's one cat for every 10 residents in Reykjavik in the capital city. Okay, and how many people are in Reykjavik? Um, like a few I million or? Oh God, the whole, con- the whole country doesn't even have a million people. Oh, okay. I'm saying that like it's better, but that's still like, that's a lot of cats. Yeah, I think it's something like 60% of the Icelandic population are in Reykjavik. But yeah, so I had to research this. It's known as the City of Cats. And a huge portion of that is it was illegal to own a dog in Reykjavik for years. What? Yeah. Oh my God. That's that's got to say something about the people of Iceland, I swear. Because like dog people, we all know. Okay, cat people are cool. But there's got to be, I think, I think there's an element of like a person that's a dog person. They're just like, there's some innocence about them. There's an innocence about dog people. I think cat people have their shit together more. (laughs) So that would lead me to believe that Iceland is like a very got their shit together kind of country. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's a very good point. That's that's my real intellectual input to that comment there. (laughs) Well, I'm actually, I'm going to do an episode about this, but Vikings loved cats. So they brought cats with them when they first settled to Iceland. So there has been like pet cats in Iceland since the first settlers in like in 870. Oh my God, that's insane. That's crazy. Because I kind of, I would have always like thought cats would be, like I, I heard of them obviously from like Egypt. That's kind of as far as my history goes of like where I think cats come from. I thought cats were Egyptian for like a really long time. <laughs> only Egyptian yeah yeah no for sure I think it was like a thing when I was a kid I must have seen some cat or something in some like I don't know the mummy or whatever and was like cats are from Egypt they're so spooky (laughs) so I think I was actually genuinely like really afraid of cats for a while I think um cats have a very like strong energy about them which is I think why a lot of people are kind of I don't know you know me you know I'm a big cat person I know you're a dog person right I knew. I can yeah. tell. <laughs> we all have our favorites, though. It's like the favorite child. You can't help it. I think it's just what you're more in tune to. Because, like, my whole thing with dogs is it's just, like, I have to walk you. 
like I can barely walk myself. Like now we're in lockdown. Uh, I have to like remind myself it's been three days. I should leave the house. And I know a dog reminds you to do that. But I know if I had a dog, I'd just be like, would you fuck off? Like, I just want to cuddle and you're just jumping. <laughs> oh my God, that's amazing. Yeah, dogs help the, the lesser of us in society get our lives together by bringing us out of the house. <laughs> I want to stay in my house. So. Yeah, hundred percent. I don't. I don't, uh, I don't want a constant reminder that I'm not leaving my house because <laughs> I would be a. I'd be a terrible dog owner. Like, yeah. <laughs> Stop guilting me about my existence and my life choices, you little bastard. Yeah, yeah. My cats are just like, you know, you, you don't like. I don't even know where my cat is. You know, that's it's kind of one of those like. Yeah. They're. <laughs> No, I think I need that reassurance from an animal that they need me. I think it's something some kind of like deeply rooted insecurity where I'm like, validate my existence, please. Oh, don't get me wrong. I have that with my cats. We okay. we full on spoon at night and I force them to cuddle me. <laughs> but it's a it's a different kind of neediness. It's it's a neediness for food and it's just like, yeah, let's have a little cuddle. Let's be cozy was it's not an aggressive neediness I think I have really sensitive hearing so barking really like just gets my adrenaline like Uh, so yeah dogs were banned in Iceland well very specifically just Reykjavik the the capital city the official ban started in 1924 and there are a few reasons for this. It's often said that they discovered that dogs were carrying this tapeworm, basically a tapeworm that could be transferred from dogs to humans that they were getting from eating like sheep guts. It was very bad. It could give you permanent blindness and death. So pretty bad things from from it. Yeah, yeah. It can give you death. I mean, that's, yeah. that's a pretty good reason to get rid of uh, them. <laughs> yeah. And there are finding like autopsies of people in Reykjavik that had died this way. Now, terrifyingly enough, this tapeworm still exists. So this is why it's important that you vaccinate your dogs. And if you're not in Ireland, as far as I could tell, but a lot of other Northern European countries. So that's why it's important to, if you're importing dogs or anything, just get your shit together. No way. And also the first thing that's springing to my mind is how you would get it from your dog. What are these owners up to that they're like? Isn't tapeworm like an internal thing? Well, Reykjavik was only really starting to become a city, and but they could tell it was becoming a city. It was like rapidly growing. So there was a housing a housing shortage. So people were living in slums, you know, close quarters. Uh, there was a lot of street dogs as well. There's also a theory that it was just, you know, dogs took up a lot of space in houses. So get rid of them. Um, yeah. And cats don't like dogs. And they were probably like, you know what? Cats are our favorite. So get rid of the fucking dogs. (laughs) The Icelandic government were basically just like, dogs are no place for a city. No, cities are no place for a dog. Dogs are no places for a city. Definitely not. I wouldn't be building a city and a dog anytime soon. (laughs) No, no. That would be some some weird sci-fi horror that I do not feel like watching right now. The next like human centipede, it's like just building a city inside a dog. Like, listen, it's a good idea, okay? Just give me the money for it. We'll make millions, millions. Listen here, Sonny, we got to show those Icelandians who's who and what's what. And this is what you're supposed to do with your dogs. 
Incredible. Yeah, yeah. So this ban would last right up until like the 1980s. Wow. Yeah. Reykjavik was almost completely dog free. Now you could, there was the occasional working dog for like special permits. And outside the capital, you would see dogs, particularly hunting dogs and sheep dogs. But in the city, yeah. So people, I mean, if you can't get a dog, you're just going to get a cat, right? Yeah, the next best furry thing, I think. Yeah, I mean... Or a hamster. A hamster. Yeah, but, you know... <laughs> but also no. <laughs> I mean, no, hamsters, yeah. I, I like hamsters. I just find fish the most pointless pet in the world. I've wanted a fish for so long. It's stopping So you. long, and I just haven't gotten it because someone guilted me into the whole, like, you know, oh, they need to be free and in the ocean, so I've never gotten one. But I actually... Here's a funny story. I got I got a fish for my ex-boyfriend for a birthday or a Christmas present or something. And it was when we just started going out or it was sort of like year two, I guess. That's not just started. But anyway, my time, my concept of time oh, is clearly skewed. Time's gone. But I got him this fish and I basically, I was like, because we were so in love and it was all like, oh, I love you so much. We're going to marry each other and everything. It's just magical. So I got him this fish and I was like, so you keep this fish and it's going to be our love fish because I think I'd just seen How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days as well. And it was our love burn. <laughs> so I was like feeling inspired. So I got him this fish and I was like, as long as this fi- fish stays alive, our relationship will. <laughs> and don't you know the fucking fish outlived our relationship? I think it's still alive. Like this is like seven years ago. And I was like, where's the fish? <laughs> The fish is still in his fucking house. So like rescue the fish, stage a fish rescue mission. Be like, you're not giving this fish the love it deserves. No. I will do it. But fish I don't rescue. Want the fish. You just said you wanted a fish. I don't want that one. That one proved me wrong. Because I was like, if it's not the fish's fault. It's don't sure blame isn't. the fish. It sure isn't, but it made me look like an idiot when I broke up with him and the fish was still <laughs> swimming around like, hmm, guess you didn't stick to your word, did you? <laughs> Uh, no I didn't Mr. Fish thanks well Clara if it makes you feel any better I'm sure the fish was dead inside (laughs) (laughs) your love for him died you're a liar I am going to live a miserable existence in spite of you he's just depressed in a little bowl so depressed so depressed but he got massive that's the thing I actually saw him a couple of years later um don't ask me why it wasn't like I was doing any bold revisiting, but for some reason I was in my exercise. Can't remember. And yeah, the fish was massive, absolutely massive. So where he had biceps, it was like after a work after a breakup when people start working out like shit tons. So my ex didn't; he got fat, but the fish did, and the fish was like, "Whoa, I am a monster!" <laughs> Getting hench. Yeah, totally shredded. <laughs> What kind of fish was it? I don't know why I'm really into this fish. Uh, it was just like a fucking like a goldfish, just a oh. normal bog standard stick it in a bowl goldfish, you know. Mm. But absolute titan, titan, force to be reckoned with. So maybe I will go rescue it. Maybe, <laughs> I mean, time. doesn't sound like he needs rescuing if he's that hench. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. He's got a family, you know, his own corporation. He's built a city and a dog. <laughs> yeah, so. Back to dogs. Mm. <laughs> By the 1980s, a lot of people in Reykjavik had uh, had dogs anyway. Um, they just would pay a fine or were keeping them in secret. 
the by the way before this you know when they first introduced it the rule was very heavily enforced and i'm wondering now i couldn't say this anywhere but people had to hand over their dog or face arrest so were people just being made hand over their pet dogs and were they being pushed to the countryside were they going away at a farm or did they kill them i feel like they were just killing people's pet dogs in the 20s i mean that's very different than the 1920s in america where they were off you know (laughs) I don't know why I never even thought of that element of it. I was like, yeah, okay, I guess people aren't allowed dogs. But I never thought about that if you had a dog, what they do with it. Oh, my <laughs> God. That's so tragic. That's like a fucking holocaust. Yeah, it's dark. Just, Jesus Christ, this is hitting my heart something terrible. My God, Iceland. I hope you're listening and I hope you feel shame like the Germans did. Jesus Christ. <laughs> dogs have feelings too. Yeah. No, I really hope. Did they, did they kill them? I don't know. I mean... Not a lot, a lot of source. People say they just banned them to the countryside. So there's no yeah. source saying they killed them. But they yeah, definitely... Yeah, lie to me, I need you to lie to me. I need you to no, lie to me, okay? They right didn't now. kill them. They brought them to the countryside because yeah. dogs were only Amazing. illegal. Dogs were only illegal yeah. in Reykjavik. They weren't illegal in the rest yeah. of Iceland. They got sent to a farm. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. I will sleep later. Thank you. That's all I needed you to tell me. They had lots of space. They could run around. Free rain. <laughs> okay, so in the 80s, the Icelandic Minister for Finance, and I'm going to do my best to pronounce this. So the first name, so Albert, I got that, but Guds, I, I, I made sure of the pronunciation before and now it's gone again. Guthmundsson. 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 How does one spell this? G-U, and then there's this thing, I think it's called a Lea, which is basically like, an O with like a little it's like a, a letter that we don't have in English that makes a TH sound and then ah. M-U-N-D-S-S-O-N anyway yeah mm-hmm. yeah okay well so, you lost me I think you got it good yeah. mood sin. yes anyway the minister of finance at the time he got in trouble for bringing his dog into the city Lucy his dog's name Lucy and he refused to pay the fine now he could have paid it he was a minister and the fine was roughly in today's equivalent less than 500 euro so okay but it was more like a statement it was like yeah, a bit of a maverick yeah like all of Iceland and all of Reykjavik were kind of like this is ridiculous just a lot of us have dogs anyway now at this stage just let us have dogs and that was it they were just they were either getting rid of them or fining people yeah by this stage is that because they've gotten more lax okay, with it okay interesting so yeah and i wonder how people got dogs in the first place you know well, you could get them in the country oh that's true i keep forgetting <laughs> there's I mean, other places in iceland of course <laughs> now the population of these other places outside of Reykjavik are tiny okay so they were getting them from the you know from the country maybe or maybe it was people moving to the city center and didn't want to leave their pet behind yeah okay that's fair that's fair going up in the big bad world yeah they partially lifted the ban in 1984 in april and Reykjavik people could have pets however there was loads of stipulations it wasn't until 2006 well up until 2006 you had to apply for a special permit from the Reykjavik health inspection if you wanted a dog and this was expensive and had various hurdles even today, it's still really hard to have a have a dog because there's loads of rules. There's also specific breeds that you aren't allowed to have. If you're importing a dog from another country, they have to quarantine. 
all this stuff. So even though dogs are legal now in Iceland because of that history, it, Reykjavik, well, sorry, dogs are always legal in Iceland. In Reykjavik, since pet dogs are legal in Reykjavik now, it's still just filled with street cats, not street cats. It's just filled with cats, lovely cats <laughs> that belong to people, fancy cats, soft cats, even cats with knitted collars. Um, and they're cats. all friendly. <laughs> they're all friendly. They just they want love it's just a, I've never in my life seen so many adorable cats just having a walk just walking to the pub loads of cats <laughs> walking to the pub having a few scoops well meanwhile the dogs are treated like COVID cases <laughs> like, get into quarantine you dirty little devil we don't want to have anything to do with you and if we do we're going to fine you heavily <laughs> well you have to quarantine any like you have to do the same with cats if you're importing them from another country But I don't think they're quite as strict with like, you don't need a cat permit in the way you would need a dog permit. Loads of animals are banned in Iceland, actually. Um, It's because they have a very delicate ecosystem. And have you heard of Icelandic horses? I haven't. And that surprises me, given they're just a giant active volcano. (laughs) But do tell. (laughs) Icelandic horses are amazing. Now, you can't call them ponies because Icelanders will get really mad at you. But they're basically slightly smaller, but really muscular horses that are super gentle. So if you go to Iceland, you got to go horse riding because they're so gentle. They're really just known for their personality. And also they have these amazing big emo fringes, which I remember from the Blue Peter episode. God, can I Google this now? Because I'm really, really curious. Look up Icelandic horse. That's it. Okay. Oh my God. What a work of art. That looks like a feckin' boy band. Yeah, I told you. They have, they're amazing. They look like they should be famous. If an Icelandic horse leaves Iceland, it's not allowed to go back to Iceland. They're very strict on animal laws. I went to the zoo in Reykjavik and it was comically depressing. Oh no, why? What was going on? I mean, there's no animals allowed in Iceland. So it's just like farm animals, (laughs) dogs. just more cats <laughs> yeah. but the ones without the collars there's no cats actually no cats <laughs> there's like just ducks and um sheep it was like a farm it was like a petting zoo oh my god that is so funny it's like going to like anywhere in ireland just like there's there's a few ducks there now yeah and exactly and also because iceland like it's very gray well you're just walking around this zoo and you're like it's like a cheap knockoff version of a zoo that would be placed like down the road from the zoo. <laughs> and I remember we we went into this one room and there was these giant antlers and there was loads of baby pacifiers hanging from the antlers. What the fuck is that supposed to mean? Oh my god. Out, I couldn't figure out why. That's insane. I'm kind of here for it though. I'm yeah. like, hmm, yeah, revolutionizing how we see antlers on the walls. <laughs> yeah. Um, I did, after a lot of digging on, eventually found something on Reddit about how it's like a rite of passage for like Reykjavik babies that when they're done using pacifiers, they like go to the zoo and hang it up on an antler, antler but it looks real creepy. <laughs> great i love it that's kind of weird that's kind of weird because you know like if they're obviously they're real antlers i'm taking so it's like oh of course like a real life 
creature had to die for your child's pacifier to hang on. <laughs> it's just like, and we'll hang your innocence on the corpse of this deer. Now you're ready for life. <laughs> yeah. Crazy. So I'm going to talk about another bizarre ban. So dogs were banned for in this capital city for over 60 years. Uh, but that wasn't the only bizarre ban of the 20th century of Iceland. And this is all of Iceland. Okay. In 1915, Iceland had a prohibition against all alcohol, which, yeah, we know prohibition doesn't work. Icelanders, like anywhere else with prohibition, started making illegal alcohol, smuggling it from other countries. And in 1922, they were essentially forced to legalize wine because wine, (laughs) (laughs) they were forced to legalize wine. Because Spain was like, right, lads, if you don't start importing our wine, we're going to we're going to stop importing your your fish, your cod. And the cod from Iceland to Spain at the time was where Iceland was getting most of its income. So it would have been like a disaster financially. So the government were like, right, guess wine is legal, but no other alcohol. Oh, my God, that's insane as well. Like Spanish wine is fecking everywhere and they're targeting Iceland of all places with like two people on the island. (laughs) It's like, you better drink our wine or else. (laughs) But anyway, oh my God. It gets weirder though. So in 1933, Icelanders voted again that they were going to lift the ban on prohibition entirely, except for beer. Okay. Okay, you're going to have to extrapolate on that one a little bit because, again, this is all of this is making no sense to me. First of all, let's just make yeah. that and clear. Do you, know, day. do you know how long beer was banned in Iceland for? No, I don't know if I want to know. I'm not even a huge beer drinker, but I'm so upset for them. Just I'm feeling this in my heart. I'm just like dogs and beer and like, you know, I know them to be good things in life. It's just, This is sad. Anyway. Yeah, and it's during the same time as well. So you, you can't have a dog and you can't have a beer if you're living in Reykjavik yeah, yeah. during the, yeah. So this was until 1989. I mean, at least they had their cool horses. You got to give them that. Yeah. They have really fucking cool Didn't horses, help. but like, wow. Why so long? And why did they, why? <laughs> well, they wanted to curb alcohol abuse and felt that since beer was cheap, it would limit it. But the real reason is... As far as I could tell, it was essentially a fuck you to Denmark, which I kind of respect. Oh. (laughs) Because Iceland wanted to establish its own identity separate from Denmark, and drinking beer was a super Danish thing, and therefore super unpatriotic of being an Icelander. When Prohibition first started, they, like, Iceland was a sovereign state from Denmark, but they were still fighting for full independence from Denmark that they would eventually get in 1944. Okay. Okay. The plot doth thicken. I understand now. This is a bit of power play afoot between the two. Very good. But I suppose like beer isn't specifically Denmark, is it? Isn't that just Heineken? Carlsberg. Something. Well, I think like... (laughs) Just the time in Iceland, it was considered a very Danish thing. Like all the Danish people. Oh, I mean, beer in general. They kind of have a similar relationship with Denmark as us Irish have with England. So you got to understand that. Yeah. And what about Guinness? I wonder, did they ban Guinness? My now, God. Now, you could still buy beer 
if it had 2.25% alcohol or less. Woohoo! Party, party! Now, <laughs> you can still buy beer, like 2% beer in Iceland. And me and my friend, when we were over there, we discovered that in a very embarrassing way because we saw it in grocery stores and just thought it was, you know, regular beer. And it wasn't until our third day that like some some young lads like started giving us shit for drinking that. I'm like, no, it's regular beer. Like, no, that beer is only like 2%. And we're like, what? What are you talking about? And we looked at it and it was like, I'm like, and it was only like 2%. And we were like, we've been drinking this for three days. What is, like, we're Irish and we were so embarrassed and we were just like, it was so embarrassing. It was so, like, I felt like a failure of an Irish person. Okay, well, I'm going to just swerve in there immediately. First of all, the audacity of those Icelandic boys. Oh, no. Y'all haven't drank for I don't know how many years. <laughs> they're, they're young. <laughs> That's gas. That's gas. Yeah. I suppose it might have had a, like, placebo effect in a well, way. Well, what it was Maybe. is for our first few days there, we were at a music festival and we had brought over whiskey. So whenever we were drinking the beers, we were also drinking spirits. But still, okay. it was very embarrassing. Oh, thank God it wasn't full strength then, because you would have been in an awful way drinking well, we beer think it and was whiskey. A bit... Did they go together? Well, it was more like, you know, doing shots, you know, and then just like having a couple of beers. Oh my God. I can just feel the hangover already. It's just, I haven't, I haven't drank since Christmas. Yeah. <clears throat> and I swear, like even the thoughts of it now it's I don't know if it's because it's been so long like I'm saying it like it's been so long it's been what two almost two months and I'm like what does alcohol even taste like anymore it's such a distant memory but (laughs) honestly I'm recalling all of the times that I've drank over the years and the horror stories I have of just like waking up under tables and forgetting entire chunks of the evening and I'm like no you know what it's a good thing that you're not drinking healthy body healthy mind your body is a temple and zen Mm -hmm. (laughs) I do want to point out that you know we were mainly drinking the spirits and also I was uh, younger during this time you know your your early 20s is a different drinking time (laughs) it is that's very true it's a drink everything and see what happens time yeah yeah (laughs) um so now to get real beer or spirits or wine you have to go to a specific liquor store so we just yeah it was embarrassing if you see beer in an Icelandic grocery store it's not really that alcoholic so don't be a fool like we were and learn from my mistakes yeah if you want to be trashed like a good Irish person should be Mm -hmm. you make sure now and you get the strong stuff well Icelanders (laughs) love beer now you know there's a lot of Icelandic breweries globalization made Icelanders want their beer back because they had tourists coming in who could bring their beer. So from if they're flying in, you know how people bring whiskey. So they're like, we can't drink beer. And then what they would go on holidays and drink beer. But you know what? Just having one or two beers, you know, that's a luxury that everyone should have. It does the job. It does. I'm thinking I'm thinking ahead to summer. I feel like summer is going to be a really good time. I would have loved to have been around for when that lifted. Yes. I think there's something about like an extreme ban of anything and then coming to the end of that. Like I'm, you know, even the end of lockdown now, it's going to be so interesting to see just like the joy of everyone mingling mm. again. Or if it's going to be joy or outright terror, we'll have to see. You're going to have I wonder- two groups of each side, which is going to be interesting. You're going to have people that are going to be terrified of social interaction and then the people that are just buzzing to lick everyone's face. 
Yeah, 100%. Yeah, just like throwing hand sanitizers into the ocean. It's like, fuck that. Actually, not the ocean. Oh my God, I shouldn't have said that. No, save the ocean. But yeah, no, definitely going to be a mixed bag for sure. So poor Iceland, they've dealt, they've dealt a few blows to their, to their people. Well, on March 1st, 1989, the ban was lifted and this is called Beer Day and they celebrate it every year to this day. March 1st is Beer Day in Iceland. Oh my God, we missed it. It just happened. No, we didn't. I'm going to Google it. March March is after February. Oh my God, girl. (laughs) This is what lockdown is doing to my mind. I looked at my calendar there and I saw the second, 19th of the second and was like, we've missed it. We've missed it. (laughs) Thinking the second was March, but alas, tis not. Well, actually, when this podcast is going to be released, is going to be the second of March. So oh, beer day it, for people listening was yesterday. So you just missed it. Sorry. Sorry about you. Happy, happy beer day for yesterday, happy everybody. I yesterday. hope you drank full strength beer now. None of that 2% stuff. We won't hear of it. There's any Icelanders out there, hope you're nicely hungover. Yeah, I hope it hurts. Yeah. In all the places it should for killing dogs. <laughs> so... Um, I have one more weird ban from Iceland because to be honest, Iceland is, I'm obsessed with it. You might be able to tell from the fact that I went there and how much I know. But uh, (laughs) there are so many podcasts that I could do just specifically about Icelandic history and its bizarrety. But today I, we're just focusing on, on three specific weird bans. So you had no, no dogs. Mm -hmm. You had no beer. And this Mm -hmm. would have all been the same time in the 20th century. And no TV on Thursdays. Okay, 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 okay. This is where they've really lost me as a fan. Okay, what? Why? Why? That is so weird. Why? So in 1966, when Iceland began broadcasting their own television... Uh, they yeah no tv on thursdays the idea being that thursday was a day for socializing ah for fuck's sake lads come on get off it you don't even have beer or dogs to socialize with what can you (laughs) i think because the thing with iceland is because it's quite up north in the winter it can get really depressing because you're having like two hours two or three hours of sunlight Oh, really? So it's, yeah. So like when I went, I went during the midnight sun. So um, I just wasn't dark. Didn't get dark at all for the week that I was there. It got oh dusty. Oh my God. Is that really funky for your body clock? Yeah, but you just have to get an eye mask. You sleep with an eye mask. Like I had to like really block. And all of the houses have like blackout curtains. Okay. Okay. I'd say that's mad actually. Have you seen Insomnia, that film with um, Robin Williams and Al Pacino? No. And he's in some Nordic country and he's like trying to find this killer, but it's always daytime and Mm -hmm. he just can't sleep because he's like freaked out by the fact that it's just so bright constantly. It's a fucking trippy film. You should totally watch it. But yeah, that just made me think of that. That's mad. Yeah. Thursdays of all days. And why a specific day? Like, why, why wouldn't it have been a Saturday if you were going to socialize, you know? Like, people just finishing up on work and they're like, oh, I just want to go home, like, kick the feet up on a Thursday and just, like, chill out and watch Eurovision. I mean, 
you can't take TV away from kids on the weekend. That's just evil. Oh, that's true. Yeah. That's just evil. I forgot people had kids. I think of just an existential, like, I'm never having children. What are they? Those small little beasts. <laughs> Here, I couldn't even handle a dog, like a kid. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. A dog that speaks. Ugh. <laughs> A kid's going to judge you way more than... Yeah, 100%. I used to teach kids I wouldn't mind. I taught them sport and they're absolute feckers. Like, I went in once hung over and they were like, why do your eyes look weird? I was like, okay, learned that lesson immediately. Thanks, children. <laughs> well, yeah. It wasn't just Thursday that TV was banned. It was also the entirety of July. <laughs> what the actual flying fuck like what like what how do you even police that like it's not like you couldn't watch tv it was just that their broadcasting station that they used the icelandic equivalent of rte and tg Kahar, oh fuck would yeah, show right. nothing so no shows would be shown and this was the early days of tv so it's not like there was a lot of people didn't have cable or satellite really Okay, that is something I should have immediately thought of when I asked that question. But <laughs> they just didn't are. show it. <clears throat> yeah, so the idea for July is, you know, July is vacation time, and they wanted to encourage people to go outside and be doing activities. Okay, okay. I mean, that's very forceful of them. What about like you know introverts and stuff who are just like? It's interesting you should bring that up because Iceland like it has lo- read like loads of books they love books mm-hmm. so the introverts just read books okay, that's <laughs> i suppose fair. i mean there's no way to really check if there's a correlation between the the ban and books but many people believe why that's part of it iceland publishes the most books in the world per capita wow. so roughly one in ten icelanders have written and published a book okay okay. 3.5 books for every 1000 inhabitants as well so there's a a sheer amount of them they are very they're real doing kind of people fair play to them now i'm actually i'm kind of i'm between shock and amazed and inspired and shocked Mm. yeah wow wow yeah this is crazy iceland i have known all about these weird facts about iceland for years and this is why i really wanted to go i was like i want to see these horses i wanted to go on the geothermal lakes but the thing that surprised me was the cats yeah honestly like cats so that just made it even better just nobody ever thinks cats when they think iceland when i think iceland i i now first of all i do think volcanoes 100 percent. i think volcanoes Mm. and like those did you say the geothermal is it like a bath thing or something or what the place that everyone goes and it's blue so, and it's got like steam and mud. Blue Lagoon. Yeah. So basically Iceland is all like all of Iceland is a volcano. Okay. Essentially. So you have geothermal springs, rivers that are heated by lava and random hot springs all over the country that's heated by lava. I'm not going to give a geography lesson here, but it's cool. That is very cool. It's really eco-friendly. Like all of the city, they have heated streets in the winter like all their hot water just comes straight from these hot springs. So it's like the best water ever. It's so good for you and it's fresh and it's not using any electricity. They use it to power their homes. Like Iceland's amazing. 
Okay, fuck me. We are actually so far behind Iceland. I think we need to start... Ireland, what we need to do, okay? We need to get rid of dogs. We need to get rid of beer for a hot second. Get rid of TV on Thursdays. Are you all listening? Because we need to get rid of it. And then we need to build a volcano in the middle of the country. I'm sorry, Longford. That means you're going. And we will live our best freshwater bath life and be free of all the toxins in our body and we will knit scarves for cats. Yeah. <laughs> like, how great does that sound? Even just saying that out loud, I'm like, yeah, let's be that country. It's pretty magical. And Icelandic humor is very dark and very funny as well. Oh, awesome. I'm here for it. And they're really good for supporting the arts. They are the best country in the world. They're the only country in the world that have more or less eliminated the gender pay gap. Yeah, it's the closest. Yeah, unreal. Oh my god, really, really, really like totally winning me over. From the start of this conversation, I was really like wasn't feeling them, you know. So I brought I brought my friend to Iceland, and he is now learning Icelandic. Stop it, because he loved it so much, and he's like, I'm going back for a month, and really good music as well. Think of like you know you got Bjork, Monsters and Men. I went to an Icelandic music festival and all of the acts were awesome. And I just want to say, I'm just saying it here, your man, Daddy Freire from Eurovision, I saw him in Iceland at that festival years before. And then when I saw that song go viral, I was like so happy for him. I was like, yes, it's the most hipster thing I've ever done. Amazing, (laughs) especially when you're ahead of the curve in that sense. You're like, oh, Oh. I knew that way back when. But I actually, I think I know a band who I fucking love. They're called Kaleo or... I don't know if I'm saying that right in any way, shape or form, but they're, yeah, they're like an Icelandic rock band. And I went and I saw them in the Olympia Theatre and they were fucking amazing. Like next level good. And they even have a song in Icelandic, which I don't know, like maybe just because it's such a good song, but like everyone in the audience was singing it in Icelandic or what they thought they were doing anyway. I think like, yeah, we're fluent in Icelandic all of a sudden, like... So when I arrived in Iceland, me and my friend, day one, for starters, fucking cats everywhere. Amazing. Adorable. Like, friendly cats. Mm-hmm. Uh, we saw loads of baby ducks. Aww. They were so cute. There was loads of, um, there was loads of really cool artistic sculptures and like art projects just around the city, just around Reykjavik. That I think I need to go here. I think I changed. Yeah, I'm going. I'm going with with my mom after COVID. I've convinced her. Okay, to go I'll come too. I... That's fine. We'll all go together, and it'll we'll be all great. Go. And we'll we'll share we'll share a little moment in the bath and some. Yeah, I'm inviting myself. That's it. I'm coming. <laughs> so we're we're still in day one of Iceland, and we see baby ducks, we see cute cats, and all these artworks around the place. We wander into what's like a a tourist heritage center thing, and. There's just a children's choir singing. And we're like, is this just the perfect country? Oh but it's because it's strictly regulated. And underneath it all, they are killing all the feral cats. Okay, yeah. I mean, there's, you know, there's got to be a balance somewhere. You but know? they support you the arts. can't have it all. That's good. They have like the best like maternity leave stuff. Like it's just their government has got things sorted. So I don't think I said but just so you know the thursday ban ended in 83 83 jeepers but even still if you're watching tv on a thursday in iceland it's kind of one of those days where there's not really much on 
that's fair yeah. that's fair and i mean you know i'm again i'm doing a 180 on my thoughts of iceland entirely because i don't <laughs> think i would be that outraged by a band i think it's just more the wanting what you can't have you know that yeah. old psychology thing but i used to read a lot when i was a kid like it was and if it was ever if i was ever watching anything it was disney so it was just like pure total disney fan through and through it was the only thing i wanted to engage with on the tv you could probably watch videos, you know, like they're not pleasing houses. That's so it's so just true. Like, yeah. It's just TV stations, it's just TV. And the July ban lasted all the way up until 87. So in the early 80s in Reykjavik, in July, you couldn't have a beer. In summer, in the height of summer, you couldn't have a can, <sighs> you couldn't watch TV, and you couldn't have a dog okay so like you're limited to knitting scarves for your cat there's lots of wool reading Ulysses or making an art installation which I'm sure they did loads of art installations well they would be reading their big Icelandic epic sagas Uh, there's a big literary tradition there like loads of books there's even um okay I'm just trying and pronounce this right what's it called Jola Bachlo definitely said that wrong I and I had these nailed before I started talking to you Clara I promise oh 100% I have no doubt but that's Christmas book flood so you know it's like a custom to give books as Christmas presents and that's when most of the book sales are done and as I said one one in ten people in Iceland have published a novel And the one of them who's just like constantly re-gifting their book. It's just like, I told you, Ingrid, we don't want it. It's bad. One more, (laughs) yeah, one more book fact for you. 50%, this is from a 2013 study from an Icelandic university. 50% of Icelanders read more than eight books a year. Wow. It has 93% read at least one full book. They They love books. And I wonder what they're reading books about, you know, because I really, again, like I don't really know of Iceland of being like, you know, intensely academic or, you know, they're mad into their fiction, like elves. There's lots of like elves and there's a huge, yeah. 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 And these big sagas, Lord of the Rings type stuff, but like Icelandic versions. Right. Okay. So like, you know, similar vibe to New Zealand, you know? Okay, well, I think I feel like I'll get along with both of them. With both of them. Because Lord of the Rings is king. Yeah. It really is. You can't get bored of that stuff. Mm. Now, Iceland is... Yeah. Iceland is very expensive. I will warn you. Oh, I heard that. Yeah, I heard like a bottle of water was like 15 euro. Now, that's obviously... Well, you don't buy bottled water. If you were buying bottled water in Iceland, everyone would fucking laugh at you. Why? I just told you. They have like the best water in the world. Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay, that makes a lot of sense immediately. But also, like, what if you need water on... Okay, listen, I'm shooting myself in the foot here. Like, listen, literally listen. every <laughs> single tap. And they have water fountains, like, every single tap. Okay, okay, 100%. Yeah, I completely forgot that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to take that perfect fact that they have about themselves and just delete it from my mind because it's too much to comprehend when we have water taxes to contend with. Ballygown and every bottled water under the sun I actually remember there was like a time I think it was maybe like in school or college and like there was like a trendy water to have like Evian was like a thing for a while there was like water standards (laughs) I was like wait what is everyone drinking now and then it was like 
there was this bottle called Voss, like Voss water, but you could like fit fruit into it. And that yeah. was like super fucking trendy for a while. It's like, oh, no. you don't drink Voss? Oh, that's strange. No, <laughs> like, I went to okay. a, I went to a public school, Clara. I mean, sometimes I think my life is harder though. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the episode. <laughs> okay Clara thanks for talking to me I never want to hear from you again go away (laughs) well the opposite I was about to get you to talk more do you have anything you want to plug to to anyone listening I mean I'm just I'm slowly but surely preparing for my re-entry into society I have a play that I'll be putting on lockdown permitting it's called once more with feeling so yeah, I mean you can check check out the the what's the word I'm looking for? The socials. The, the, the socials. So- yeah. <laughs> yeah. Check out the socials. Clara White underscore actor. And sure look it'll be be spamming the bejesus out everyone now when it's up on that and when I'm able to put it on again. So yeah. thank you. And as always, I have been Circe Shanae saying it again, locking it in your brain. And thank you for, for listening. Um, you can email absurdrealhistory at gmail.com. Uh, this is brought to you by my theatre company, Scream for Ireland. So if you want to give all those a like and a follow on all the socials, I'd really appreciate it. And if you enjoyed this episode, please listen to some other ones and tell your friends about it because it's still new. And thank you, Clara. I hope you've I've all shared. I think I've convinced you my fascination of Iceland. Like, and this was me as a kid. I was just fascinated with it. Oh my gosh, like I'm buying I'm buying flights to Iceland now as we speak. I'm going to live there. I am going to learn Icelandic. I think you can actually make a living as an artist in Iceland. <laughs> you can actually make a living being an artist in Iceland. Oh yeah, absolutely. Wouldn't that be nice? Now there's a thought. Uh, <laughs>